collected a plug. Real ass nigga give a fuck about a bitch It is what it is, this some five star dick She a big gold freak, it's a must that I hit It's a hot girl summer, so you know she got a lit Know she got a lit Hot girl summer, so you know she got a lit Know she got a lit Handle me? Who gon' handle me? Thinking he's a player, he's a member on the team. He put in all that work, he wanna be the MVP. I told him ain't no taming me. I love my niggas equally. Fucking nine to five niggas with that superstar D. Fuck the superstar nigga, now I got him far late. I called a jet to get that nigga. I told him call don't send no text and don't you tell him you with me when they be asking where you at. I can't read your mind, gotta say that shit. Should I take your love? Should I take that dick? Got a whole lot of options 'cause you know a bitch poppin'. I'm a high girl. Welcome back to the Why So Serious podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. We have Mike here. Devin is around. He'll be joining us in a second. And we're continuing our summer, our August of women. And today we have Reese from the Introverted Nerd Watches podcast. What's up, Reese? What is up? I'm so happy to be back. Yes, it's exciting. Did you like that song? Did it sound cool? Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, I don't know. I like her though. Like she's like the best. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, she's the best thing. Uh, Mike, do you know who Megan The Stallion is? Nope. No, I do not. Oh my gosh, two Americas. <laughs> so she has she not crossed over to white America yet? Is that yeah, she has. I feel like she has. Even if she had, still not gonna know who. Mike. Do you not like pay attention to anything um, outside of comic books and movies and video games? Um, I like the ocean. <laughs> In the ocean. <laughs> oh my gosh, my dear. <laughs> you should probably go look up Megan Thee Stallion. It's worth it's worth the it's worth the time. All right, I will do it for you, Brandon. Okay. Oh no, no, do it for yourself, sir. Oh, there is. I just finished my grocery shopping. I was trying to be productive and a functioning adult. What kind Adulting of non- delicious shit did you buy? Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, I only bought a lot of ramen and um and like spicy uh, black bean soup with kale in it. Uh, just because like I'm ramen running. noodles. Yeah. What are you eating all that sodium for? What kind First of? of all, uh, it's actually organic ramen noodles made, so it doesn't it's like it's not bad. It's, it's still hella sodium. It's, I mean, it's it's thirty thirty percent. Yeah, but again, them, it, ramen noodles are good. Yeah, it's, I mean, like in there, it's called Mike's. Uh, Mike makes good or something like that. Hold on, let me see what it's called. But it's fucking delicious. Uh, I it said Mike's mighty good. Craft ramen, sir. It's craft. You know I'm bougie. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you tell me I got a lot better, of. So I've been trying to follow you. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, like I don't eat meat. Like I, ha- I've been eating meat. Like oh my god, my dad made so much. Like he made ribs for my grandma's birthday. <laughs> he made ribs when I got home. And Brandon knows my dad. My dad be cooking, and like he's a carnivore. His dad so, is a carnivore. He's not yeah. a herbivore. He's a carnivore. <laughs> like. It's it's all good. I've been yeah. So, I've been. Are you like vegetarian now or vegan? No, I just try to go uh, more vegan. vegetarian. 
or, you know, vegetarian during the week, like just try to have, you know, cut back on the meat, not like, why would I deny myself bacon? Like, I'm like, yo, are you serious? <laughs> like, because <laughs> me and Brandon were uh, like last week, we went out with my friend because uh, I had an overnight in San Diego and she was like, well, that's not uh, that's not vegetarian. That's not vegan. I was like, well, bacon is delicious. Um, when it stops being delicious, I'll stop eating it. But uh, I don't see that happening. You know, what we got uh, Reese. You want to know we went out for breakfast. You know, what we had a churro what? waffle. As advertised, bomb a churro shit. waffle. Yes, yes a churro waffle. That sounds good. Bomb, bomb of shit. Brandon, Brandon was trying to fucking judge me because I wanted the fucking dessert one with the ice cream at like eight thirty in the morning, nine o'clock. In the no, morning. no, no, no. Churros are never should have got dessert. it. No, he should not have got it, Mike. Don't yeah, support I, that. Yo, like he literally was fucking shaming me these Devin, the fucking Devin, Devin should live his life. <laughs> I, I did. I still got the churro waffle. But uh, yeah, he talked me out of it. And, my, and then my friend who was with me, she she judged shit out of me too. Like I shouldn't be getting it. Like see, Brandon doesn't cream. have your best interests at heart. That's you not true. That. You I got him know. the churro waffle. I just didn't give him the one with ice cream. Mm-mm. See, <laughs> see, I'm glad we're on the same page, Reese. Because I mean. I was just thinking, like, I, I've never been here before. Why not get the ice cream churro waffle? Yeah. Because it's a dessert. See, he holding you back. No. I mean, not not really. It's my guy. But, uh, yeah, he got me that time. He did get me. All right. So, speaking of that, um, why don't you and Mike talk about y'all weekend last week? So, Mike gave me the pleasure of showing up to support him. As he did his white shit, and I just appreciated it to the utmost of, of my being. Um, Michael, tell him what you did, and I got to film you. Tell him. <laughs> uh, well, I dove into the Baltimore Aquarium, and I brought Devin with me. And we had a great time. Did we not, Devin? Oh, it was amazing. It was like it was a great experience. Did you, it was, did you hear what he said, Reese? He dove into Baltimore Harbor? No. No, no, no. Aquarium. Don't do that to him. Oh. That's not white people shit. That's, he that's went dangerous scuba shit. diving in the National Aquarium in Baltimore. It was a good time. Did, oh. you, did, you, did you touch any of the fish, Mike? No, no you're not supposed to touch the fish. Did they come we, up to we, Me and Devin attended a class all about it. We can't be touching the fish. Right, Devin? Yeah, we're conservationists. Did yeah, the fish come up to you? Yeah, one of them bit my hand. What? Uh, the fish the fish are not even the most interesting part of that. It's the people behind the glass. That's Why? the most fun part. Because there I've seen all those fish before. I have never been behind a glass tank before while a bunch of people are looking at me. Also, I have never had more interactions with, with women than I did while I was behind <laughs> the glass of that tank. All facts. You, all you know how many facts. Instagram stories or pictures or Snapchats I'm in from this weekend? You should have. Uh, you should have like had a piece of paper and like. I have underwater writing equipment, and I really I don't know why. Excuse me, you have what? I have <laughs> underwater. I have I have an underwater pencil and an underwater slate that I can write, and I have underwater eraser as well. We're all supposed to carry it. Reese, you hear this white shit? Do you hear it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so did you? Could you hear the people on the outside of the glass, Mike? No. No. Nothing. No. Nope. So, what were they doing to you? Uh, some of, I, some of them were. Some of the kids were afraid. Most of the kids loved it. Um, 
a lot of waving went on. And a lot then, of waving, uh, a lot of pictures. Asian women, the Asian women were the ones that definitely got their tourist on with Mike. Um, and one of the selfie, selfie sticks and all that. There was a couple black women, a couple black women. Mike, I, okay. Mike I, I did take a lot of pictures. <laughs> but the kids loved them. The kids loved them. So Mike, what did you Mike do in doing, the water? Like, was it cool? I would flip upside did down. Any, would, did you see any animals you haven't seen before? No, there are two sharks that, in that tank. I, I've seen all of them except for the sharks, and then the sharks were kind of boring. They were, like didn't really care. What kind of sharks were they? One was a bottle nose, and one was a black nose. Can they eat you? No. They're tiny. Um, they're tiny. Did you ever with the dolphins? No, they were not in that tank. Oh. You dolphins, the dolphin exhibit is kind of whack because the dolphins like only stay at the top by the camera so people can see them, but they're not doing anything but swimming by it. Like I guess you had to like go to the show, uh, but they were pretty lame. The jellyfish, um, I got to do a little exploring moments. The jellyfish shit was great. I no, never. I can't go knew. in there. He'll die. Not with those jellyfish. There are jellyfish that can kill you, and there's no antivenom. They're in Australia. Yeah, they're also, yeah, of yeah, course definitely. they're in Australia. Of course they're in Australia. Mike, did they you have walk? them? They have them. I've been with them before and not Australia, but they're not lethal. They'll just make you really sick. Mike, but actually, you, you wear the, Did you walk through the aquarium? Afterwards? No, and I wanted to. I forgot a piece of equipment at my house, and I was like, can I go without it? And they were like, no, you need to have it. So I had to go back and get it. I want to go back there, like even next weekend, just walk walk through it. So, can anybody do that, or just? Yeah, I have to be a certified. Tell them how much it costs, Michael. Tell them how much it costs. It's two hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, this wasn't that bad. That's not that bad. That bad. It's cheaper than every other dive I've done. Yeah, that's not bad. How long was the dive? Forty-five minutes. Five minutes. Okay, so that's an experience, Mike. That's something you can tell people. Everybody doesn't get to dive in the National Aquarium. Yeah, one in Atlanta though. You got it. We he you got to go to Atlanta and do it. In it was Atlanta, funny because I got a message from some divers that I know who want to take a trip down there. Right after I did this, I think my Facebook post inspired them. Go do it at Disney World. I saw that oh, on. Oh, um, yeah, I saw that too. House once. Hold on, what? Yeah, you, you can do that for real? at Disney. Oh, it's Mike. like a fake thing. They have like a ship underwater and stuff. Like they oh. made like an underwater thing where you can go do it. I get That's interesting. Knowledge from Full House, so uh, you know, recently oh, we weren't gonna Lord. just you know. Oh yeah, it's an Epcot. That. I'm looking at the pictures now, and it's like Mickey. They have like a how, okay, Mike. How does this work? They have like a Mickey underwater scuba diving. It's probably a full face mask with a mascot head over it. So they actually have these things that I really want to get, only because they look so badass. Where it's a uh, it's a full face mask, like you can breathe normally and you and use your nose and everything, and it covers your whole face. And they look like Deathstroke masks. Yeah, they're fucking dope as shit. Like what? they look awesome. They look like they look like you're like Deathstroke or uh, like a stormtrooper almost, kind of. They look like really cool. He's probably wearing one of those with the mascot head over. It. It's probably really dangerous. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, uh, all right, Reese, what have you been up to? You haven't been on in a couple months. What's new? I went diving too. What? Um, I didn't tell you. I got sick. not really. No. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was like, "Yo, this shit was about to be breaking news. That shit was everything." I was about to play the news, yeah. Sam. Um, what have I been doing? I've been reading a bunch of Marvel Unlimited. Okay, what have you been reading? Um, I've well, I stopped reading X Men so that I could read new X Men. I stopped reading Claremont's X. 
Claremont's X-Men so I could read the Uncanny X-Men so I could catch up on the new X-Men that just came out. Um, What have you thought so far? I just started it. Um, You just started started Uncanny? Yeah. Okay. Um, Have you seen... How far are you there? How far are you in? Like five issues, I think. Oh, so you haven't seen... um, the return yet? I haven't seen anybody return yet. Don't spoil me. No, so, so uh-uh. I'm asking, have you seen anybody return yet? No. Okay, then yes. Okay, good. Um, what else am I reading? I started reading. I'm still reading the boys. Oh, how far are you in? Um, I'm reading the omnibus, so I don't know how far how far I am. Okay, I'm let in. me ask you a question. Have you seen Tech Night? Tech Knight is the the masturbating. Um, yes, the guy. Well, not masturbating. He's he's fucking everything. Yes, him. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I've gotten up to that. So, did you see so, how that storyline ended? No the the furthest I've got is he just got kicked out of his. Uh, no, he sent the other guy away because he was he was watching the other guy like exercise or something like that and he sent him away so he didn't like fuck him to death I think yes. I don't like I don't know what he was going to do um, <laughs> but yeah that's where that's so where did I you watch the show um no I haven't watched it I watched the uh part of oh. the episode but I didn't I, I wasn't sure like um like what was going to be in the first season so I would just I decided just to keep on reading Playing safe okay oh no yeah. you're fine okay. actually they didn't they didn't actually do that much like the first season is literally like the first few issues, and then they jump around a little bit, but then they try to tell their own story. So you can actually start watching it. Oh, okay, cool. And I recommend it definitely. So what do you? So what do you think about the boys that you've read so far? Because you've probably read about seven, eight, nine issues. So what do you think so far? Um, it's funny. I'm going wait. No, I laughed out loud. It was like three pages in. I laughed out loud when um was his name girlfriend died. (laughs) (laughs) I was I could not stop laughing. (laughs) When his girlfriend got like just torn apart. Yeah, it was so funny. Um, it's a lot. I saw that part in the show, and it's a lot sadder in the show. Like he's a, lot, I don't know. It's just a lot more. And the book um, is hilarious because he's just sitting there with these bloody <laughs> arms in his head. I could it's not funny. stop laughing. It's that's like up, but it's that's funny. like four pages in. Um. So yeah, it's funny, but I don't like the way the women get treated in this. Um. I hate the way Starlight. What's her name? What's her real name? Annie. An- yeah, Annie January. That's her name. Um, I hate the way she gets treated so far. Hopefully that gets better. Um, um mm. hopefully the female gets like a name or something. Mm. I don't know. Um, mm. yeah. So I don't. It's just. It seems like a lot of like graphic shit for so just to be. If you, as you keep <laughs> just to be graphic. Book, that, huh. As you keep reading the book, it is very graphic and very raunchy, but what they try to do is to do all that fuck shit to the people, and, but present it as fucked up. But it, 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 I'm just going to tell you, it gets worse. Oh, great. It gets worse. Like, what you saw is just the beginning. Yeah. You, you haven't I mean, seen them go to Russia yet? Like, oh. 
Yeah, it 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 gets it. <laughs> when okay. when they go to Russia, I'm not even trying. It's just not really a spoiler, but when they go to Russia, they meet this character, this woman, and she's like the lead. She's like the head of like some Russian crime family or something, and but she's secretly working with like the United States for something. But she's like she's like four foot seven, and she's mm-hmm. just like obsessed with masturbating. And so she, she's just, she'll be like at a dinner table and just starts like playing with herself. And then she'll just like go to the bathroom. And then like it's, it's insane. Like when you watch it and, and they show her, she's just like this four foot seven. Like it's just, just it's this weirdest thing. You're like, you'll see it. It's just so weird. Like I'm no prude. I can like do as much sex as you want. It just does. It seems just. Sex for sex sake. Um, the dog. He has the dog. Um, has sex with another dog. Rape, rape another rape dog. Rape the other dog. Yes. Um, he's having. To, uh, Billy is having. What's his name? Billy, right? Yeah, butcher. Yeah, Billy. Yeah. Butcher. Yeah. Billy butcher. Um, he's having sex with some the, the CIA lady for I don't know why because they don't really talk about it. like. I don't know. It, they could have those scenes without the sex. Um, like they could talk to each other without having sex. It wouldn't be anything. And you got hookers like the, the, the like orgy thing that the, um, who the team the kicks. Yeah. The orgy thing that they have is like really fucked up. Cause there's like one panel where, um, a, a sex worker is like bleeding and she's like really fucked. It's like, it is messed up. And, um, I don't know why I continue to read it. Because <laughs> but, it's great. That's, the, I, that's what I kept uh, trying to tell Mike and Devin that I couldn't believe I read the, the boys a long time ago. And when I found out that they were making a boys TV show, I just could not believe it. Like I literally could not believe my eyes when I saw that, but they actually did a really good job at, Keeping it kind of crazy on the show, but making it so that like people who are you have a conscience can watch the show. <laughs> yeah. Right? No, I I agree definitely. Uh, and it, I mean, I think it's gonna get worse. But again, they play it to a point where like they they show you what's gonna happen, but they don't show it so graphically that you have to like. Oh, like, I can't in the show, show, yes. Yeah. On the books, they show you everything. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> but you gotta get everything in yeah. the in the. In the <laughs> and they drop in like the they drop in like um gay slurs like yes. left right and I'm like really <laughs> But I will say this that is true and it's uncomfortable when you read it at first but as you keep reading it'll it's kind of done for a reason later on that you'll see um especially with the tech night thing like you'll see mm-hmm. kind of what it's going to um because like basically like um what's what's the fuck's his name, Devin? Um Huey. Black guy? Huey. Oh Huey, oh. Yeah, Huey has like a come to Jesus moment with this and it's like it all comes to like a head with like all the shit you've been seeing with that. Uh so yeah, you'll see. you should keep reading though. I think you'll I think you'll still get a kick out of it. And Mike yeah, was supposed to catch up on the boys and then he hasn't done it. Have you, Mike? Uh, I watched a little bit of it. You watched one episode. I watched like three. No, really? You watched three? I mean, it wasn't that I didn't want to watch that. I Mike, watch guess who's watch? Guess who I got to watch the boys? Who? Samantha and BJ. Oh, really? Yeah, they're watching the uh, boys. They've been texting me all day. I wonder how that. Do you think they're gonna like it? Yeah, she says she likes it. 
<laughs> I told Samantha she's A train. She got mad. Oh uh, well, I can see why. <laughs> I told her she's the A train. She she got mad. Um, all right, so Devin, can you take us to Anime Corner? What have you been watching? You know what? I was trying to get home so I could write all my animes down. But uh, anyway, I'll just short stuff. Um, Demon Slayer is the most beautifulest done anime right now. Um, there's a lot in this feudal Japan. If you like anything feudal Japan, Demon Slayer is the thing for you. Um, what is feudal Japan? What is that? Feudal Japan, like uh, with samurais and lords oh, and all that oh, good stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, and <laughs> then there's a place called, it's a, it's a show called A Story of Lost in Space. It's about uh, high school kids that are supposed to be doing this uh, project uh, and they're supposed to be going somewhere and they end up going to outer space and something happened and they get lost in space and they're, they're surviving. They're going to planets to planets and somebody's supposed to be killing them. So they're trying to un- uncover the mole uh, and there's teenage angst in that shit. So that's pretty good. Um, there's a place called common to the world's strongest. That shit is really good. Um, Copcraft is still really good. Uh, I enjoy a lot of anime. I've been watching uh, this random shit on um, Netflix. It was called, oh, The Record of Gangstum. And it's, a, it's, it's more like knights submitted shit and people are sorcerers and they have powers, alchemy, there's vampires, there's demons. Um, that shit is great. Uh, Boruto, always great. Uh, yeah. I've just been down an anime hole lately, and it's been fantastic. Is there any anime with black people in it? Uh, there's, there's black people in Naruto. Um, there's black people in... Um, it's, it's, they sprinkle them in. And then, like, Baki, and then uh, Baki's on Netflix, and then there's a Netflix called Kingdom, like, and that's a, a death tournament, and there's black people in that as well. Um, both of those on Netflix, both of them really good. If you like, uh, any combat type of anime, um, but yeah, anime, there's full of black people and they, they do it a little like ashy black and they're, they're shiny black or they make them bald and they make them from Africa. Like, but you know, I don't know. It's problematic. It is problematic. Risa, you've been watching any anime? We talked about that last time. Uh, no, not really. No. No anime. Reese, are you still on hiatus? Are we getting the shows? What's going on, Reese? Yeah, I just got a new setup, uh, a new recording setup, so I can start recording again. Yay! Yeah, she's on a new setup. She sounds great. Oh, good. Sounds great. <laughs> so I can't wait. I'm just, I, I'm excited. Can't wait. Um, all right, so. Damn, I'm coughing all over the place. Let's get into the news. Uh, Reese, are you going to be getting the Disney bundle? Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know what those people online were talking about. I'm buying that shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, inject that into my veins. I'm buying it. Yes, Mike, do you know <laughs> about this Disney bundle? No, I don't know. do you know about the Disney bundle? I have not heard of it. So Disney has announced that for $12.99 a month, you can bundle what? Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. Hold on. What the fuck? How are how they doing this? I'm already a member of Hulu. So, I mean, can I get all that shit commercial free? No. No, it's not commercial oh. free. But it's $12.99 for all three. 
And that's cheaper than that's cheaper Hulu than without yeah. uh, with the com- without the commercials. So Disney will offer a bundle package of its three streaming services, Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus, for twelve ninety nine a month starting November twelfth. The company God, previously man. hinted at a bundle for all three services, but Bob Iger made it official during the investors call. At twelve ninety nine, the bundle is cheaper than or on par with competitive streaming services, including Netflix and Amazon Prime Video. It's also significantly cheaper than HBO's Max, which we'll get to later. Uh, ESPN Plus is the Disney-owned sports streaming platform, which carries hundreds of MLB, NHL, and MLS games, Grand Slam tennis, top rock banks, boxing, PGA Tour, college sports, international rugby, cricket, the full library of ESPN films, including 30 for 30 and more. It's also now the streaming destination for UFC fights, which Disney no doubt hopes can make up for the lack of sports center and other banner shows on the ESPN cable network. The bundle will include the standard ad-supported tier of Hulu, not the more expensive no-commercials plan or Hulu, with live TV. For similarly, Disney will offer a way to upgrade to those pricier Hulu subscriptions. So, Mike, do you are you going to get this bundle? It's the ad-free Hulu? No. Then probably not. So you're going to pay for Hulu and... Uh, I don't have Hulu. So you're not going to get Disney Plus? No, I'm getting Disney Plus. Oh, so you don't watch sports. That's right. You don't watch sports. So Hulu is $5.99 a month normally. ESPN Plus is $4.99 a month. So that's $11 right there. So you're basically getting Disney Plus for a dollar, if you look at it that way. So I'm in. I don't know about you, but I'm with Reese. Please shoot me up with this. I don't care. Overdose me. I will watch all. I got ESPN Plus now. I'm canceling all that shit and signing up for the bundle. <laughs> and I have Hulu ad version. Fuck those ads. I watch the ads. Um, yeah, I have the Hulu ad free right now, and that's like that's almost fourteen dollars. Yeah, so you know, I feel like it's worth it though. I ain't gonna lie to you. I feel like it's worth it, but yeah, but I watch Agents yeah. of Shield on there, and I still gotta watch a fucking ad in the beginning and then the end. God damn it, Brandon. So I <laughs> yeah, they do. For some of their shows, they still do that. So, and, and yeah, I'll I will see. I I'm going to get it. If I don't like the commercials, then I'll just I'll switch Have back and still yeah, yeah. keep the um the Disney Plus. Because you're not losing by like keeping your Hulu subscription and still getting Disney Plus. No, Hulu, you're not losing. You just got ESPN. If you like ESPN, you just win. But if not, yeah. you can just get you know Disney. So, yeah, that's what people on Twitter didn't seem to get. That <laughs> so you didn't have to buy that. So. Did you watch? You know, never mind, never mind. I got this. So, speaking of Disney Plus, uh, Marvel Television has its own slate of Disney Plus shows to announce. Fuck. So, as the majority of Marvel Television's current wave of programming, including its various Netflix original series and ABC's Agents of Shield, come to an end, studio head Jeff Loeb revealed more series are in the works for Disney Plus. Loeb confirmed. Marvel Television has no involvement with the upcoming Disney Plus series produced by Marvel Studios. Daredevil. While noting that Marvel TV has a yet unnamed project. Daredevil. No. See, Mike, Would you want to see X-Men? Saying, I'm sick. Yeah. X-Men needs to be a television show. It would be much better yeah. in television format. I don't think that's what it's going to be, though. But it would be much better in television format. Um, but yeah, so basically Marvel TV don't have nothing to do with WandaVision, Loki, the Falcon, and Winter Soldier. They're doing their own shit. Um, and they will have some stuff on. Disney Plus is going to be so, I can't, this shit is going to be the best. You the know, best. Mandalorian is when it kicks off too, the Star Wars shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's going to be like, it's going to be the greatest thing ever. Um, it's okay. literally going to be like the Amazon of, of streaming services. So I may save this for another. Let's see. Like Reese, Amazon. did you ever watch Seinfeld? Yeah, I watched it sometimes. All right, cool. So I know Devin watched Seinfeld. So I just found this funny thing, and I figured I'd talk about it. So they had the thing of Kramer's 10 craziest get-rich-quick schemes. So I saved this to see which one of these would any of you do in real life, all right? Mm-hmm. Number 10, Kramer selling Morty Seinfeld's raincoats. <laughs> I, no, not would you sell, Would you sell raincoats in real life? No. Mike? Oh, and remember the raincoats had like moths <laughs> coming out of them and shit because they're in the attic. Oh, <laughs> this God. was the best one. <laughs> this uh, this shows how old we are. Me, Reese, and Devin. Mike probably doesn't even know what this is. Stealing business from movie phone. Oh my <laughs> God! Yo, that shit was so good. Oh God! My, movie uh, Mike, the movie phone guy. Mike, do you know what movie phone is? Brandon, we both know you know the answer to that question. You do not know a movie, <laughs> movie phone, Mike. Do you remember you, the number? No, I did what? not. They, there was a I phone number, Mike. Phone. Before the the internet was big like it is now, where you could just go on apps of Fandango, there was a phone number that you would call and you would put your zip code in, and then a guy would come in and tell you, at AMC, yeah, welcome to movie phone at AMC twenty four theater, and then he would they would do like the. They would, they would do like a fake like trailer, <laughs> and then they would say, "This showing is playing at seven thirty, eight thirty five, ten forty five, and midnight, like that." And that's how you found out what movies were playing in your theater and what time they were playing. That sounds horrible. So on the what? show, how does it sound horrible, Michael? On the show, he, Kramer changed his number, but his number ended up being five 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 Filk. Just one digit away from five 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 film, so people kept misdialing him. So, he, so he started acting like he was movie phone, and he, he was doing like trailers and shit, and he was making the sound effects and shit in the background like it was the fucking movie. It was the best. It was the best. That show was the best. He can't make any money. He couldn't make any money off of that though, could he? No, he wasn't making. Nah, any he was money. just doing it. He was just bored. He had first time. So, uh, number eight, making it as an actor in Hollywood. Do you remember when he went to Hollywood, Devin? No, I don't remember that. Episode, it was like actually. the it was like the beginning. Of, it was like the finale of season three, and he's like in Hollywood. And remember, they had like the killer. And oh like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. And the killer was out trying to get him, and everybody thought he was the killer. Because he looked, they had the same description and shit like that. It's hilarious, yeah, yeah. Now this one is brilliant, and I swear to God, someone stole this and made it in real life. Remember when he went to Calvin Klein with the beach scented cologne? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, Reese knows that's brilliant. Oh, he went to Ralph Lauren. He went to Ralph. No, yeah, Calvin Klein. He went to Calvin Klein. Was like, I got this idea. We're gonna make a cologne called Ocean. <laughs> it smells yeah. like the beach. And that's why everybody has like an ocean breeze. Go to uh, what is it? Bath and Body Works. No. Yes. Yeah, Bath and Body Works, and you'll get sea breeze, ocean breeze. Um, yeah, they have all those scents. So Kramer, Kramer. invented ocean breeze. <laughs> Number six. Tide dispen- oops, what the hell happened? Tide dispensers for public bathrooms. 
tie, like a tie that goes around your neck. Yeah, yes. yeah, tie around. Yeah, yeah. One of Kramer's more outlandish inventions is the tie dispenser. <laughs> the gap in the clothing market that he saw was the availability of spare ties. So he invented a tie dispenser that you would put in the bathrooms of restaurants. If someone spilled barbecue sauce or ketchup on their tie, they could simply go to the restroom and buy another one. That's not a terrible idea to put in the men's bathroom if you had good ties. They got iPhone vending machines now and shit and iPads. Are you serious? iPhone vending. Like you can buy an iPhone from a vending machine? Yes, like an unlocked iPhone or you sit there in the airport, Devin. You should know this. Yeah, you know, I don't walk past those places because they're scams and you'll lose all your money trying to buy one of those things. Um, Filling plastic bubbles with oil. What? Oh, What what is that going to do? He was like, um, (laughs) so they were trying to figure out how to stop tankers from spilling. So they figured, they went to like George's like place and he made like those balls, like those, you know, those like big beach balls they used to sell. It was like, what if we made this bigger and we put it inside these tankers and put the oil inside the ball inside the tanker so if the tanker crashed, the oil would still be safe inside of the ball. And then they, they went up to the top of a building and they dropped the ball and it just splurted everywhere and got all over Jerry's girlfriend. <laughs> now, this is brilliant. Everyone remembers this one. A coffee table book about coffee tables. <laughs> that could turn into a coffee table. <laughs> A coffee table book about coffee tables that can turn it into, turns into a coffee table. table. So that, he that went is, on uh, Regis and Kathy Lee, and he had this book, and he's like, it's a coffee table book. Because you know how people had those big hardcover books on their coffee table back in the day? But the book was about coffee tables. So like when you're sitting in someone's living room, you could just pick up their book and read about coffee tables. But then the book had legs on the bottom that you could pull out, and then it becomes a coffee table. Hmm. No. Sticking outside the box. All right. Sticking outside the box. What about the bro or the man's ear? I remember the man's ear. The man's ear. A, man, a male bra. A bra for men. The bro. Brilliant? No. Okay. This no. is what they do now. This is, in, like, this is incredible to think about. This was in 1995 or whatever the fuck, 94 in Seinfeld, and now it's like everywhere. A pizza place where you make your own pie. Yeah. That Blake's is, pizzas is fucking great. Yeah, it's great. That was on Seinfeld. On a number of occasions, Kramer talked about his idea for a pizza place where you make your own pie. Every time he brought it up, Jerry and George rejected the idea because it involved customers not only spreading the sauce and sprinkling the toppings onto their pizza, but also sliding into the oven themselves. Jerry and George predicted that many of these people would burn their hands and Kramer would regularly get sued. But here's the thing. That's exactly what we do now, almost. Yeah. yeah, there's a place here called like Snap Pizza or something like that where you get to, well, you don't make the pizza yourself, but you do like pick all the toppings, pick how they make it and everything. So, um, but it would be a liability to let customers like try to <laughs> co- actually cook it themselves. So, so that was a little side thing I just want to talk about because I, I love Seinfeld. That is my white guilty pleasure. Like it'll always be funny to me. This is another funny story. Uh, MoviePass reportedly changed users' passwords prior to Infinity War. Yeah. I oh, read- that's what. That's why they, they was getting fucked up when they were trying to go. Well, I didn't know it was before Infinity War, but I knew. I, I just I read a few days ago that they were changing people's passwords, um, 
like without their knowledge so that they couldn't like, I guess, cancel their service because you have to call there or you have to contact them in order to be able to like get a new password. So, and then that's how they just continue to be able to charge you. That's trash. According to Business Insider, former employees of MoviePass claim company CEO Mitch Lowe told them to change the passwords of a small percentage of what they described as power users. The move was made ahead of the release of Infinity War, a massive blockbuster, and the intent of stopping users from securing tickets for the film through MoviePass. The same practice is said to have occurred once again with Fallout. Uh, uh, again with Fallout. For that film, Lowe reportedly ordered staff to freeze customers out the weekend of its release. The company later told users through social media that the issue was due to a technical... Yo, Movie Pass is one of the biggest yeah. scams. No, just close, They dude. are trash, bruh. Just take that L. Close your company. Oh, my God. They had a great idea with no foresight at all. And now everyone is doing it better. AMC Stubbs is the GOAT. Best. Oh, my God. It's the best shit ever. And, I wish I could do that. And now I don't have, have a- Regal yeah. one, too. Regal Unlimited. Well, they do. I would see. That's where I go. I use the Regal. So yeah, Rashani just told us they have Regal Unlimited. He signed up. I had to check that out. So yeah, this is a great idea, but like, uh, and I feel like isn't he a black man in the CEO movie? Yeah, one black. Why are we had to take that out? <laughs> oh no! Look, CEO movie pass Mitch Lowe. This is a white man. But I thought one of the people that made it was a black guy. But maybe I'm wrong. I mean, it's not the first time he stole something from us, so whatever. Yeah, Stacy Spikes is best known as founding CEO of MoviePass, but he's not the CEO anymore. Now it's a white man. Good. We don't have to take that L. Woo. Mike, part of you have to take that L. I'll take it. I'm sorry. Um, all right. So let me see here. Oh, uh, this one is for Mike because he was spreading Russian propaganda. What um, are you talking about? Crisis on Infinite Earths will not feature DC Universe's Titans. Oh, yeah. I did see that. Yeah. I was wrong. You were wrong. It's not Russian propaganda. Russian propaganda. You fell for it. And I'm glad they aren't because fuck them. Fuck the Titans. Uh, but speaking of that, Reese, are you excited for Crisis on Infinite Earths? I haven't been watching the DC stuff. Oh, so. Lord. Um... But maybe I will. Maybe I'll get back into it. I heard Black Lightning is going to be a part of it, too. So He will be a part. Did you finish that season? No. Good, yeah, me and Stephanie didn't good. finish either. And Devin, we didn't finish because it was bad. I saw a clip of Jennifer getting a suit at the end. Yeah, maybe I'll check out the, the final episode. I but... like, yeah, I like Jennifer. But <clears throat> that show fell off a cliff. Like, yes, it did. <laughs> as soon as she left, yeah, it fell off so left, yeah. fast. That show fell off of a cliff. That was an incredible. I was that show. The first season was so good. We had yeah. so much fun recording it and reviewing it. And then that second season, each episode, I just got more and more angry, and then we uh-huh. just stopped. <laughs> um. Oh, all right, Mike. Are you going to get the Infinity Saga box set? Probably. I, I do. We know how much it is yet because I feel like it's going to be really expensive. We don't know how much it is, but Kevin Feige said that it's going to have hours of unreleased footage that we haven't seen before. The Infinity Saga twenty three movies to work off. Oh, so it's going to be every movie. Yeah, they're going to. They call the they call the whole first like twenty three movies the Infinity Saga, and they're going to make it into a box set. Oh, 
Oh. Would you purchase that, Reese? Nah. You're that's not that? me. I heard, I'm getting that Disney, um, the Disney uh, Plus, so <laughs> that's where I'll watch all the movies. That's my Infinity Saga. Devin, what about you? <laughs> no. I'm good. No. You don't even want it for the collectibleness of it? No, I, you know, I don't even give a fuck about all that shit. They about to um Blu-ray off of my Xbox, so how I'm gonna watch it. That's that's true. That's 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 actually a valid point. So see, that's why you gotta get a four K Blu-ray player, see? Be be lit. Yeah. Be lit. Um all right, let me see. Oh, speaking of what we were talking about earlier, Jim Lee discusses the key differences between DC Universe and HBO Max. After mm. a couple years of fanning the flames, the streaming wars officially ignited up this summer with numerous powerhouses like Disney and Warner Brothers announcing their own standalone subscription services for audience to keep up with their favorite films. The unsurprisingly, uh, This unsurprisingly has led to a bit of confusion for certain properties, particularly the feature of the DC Universe, the all-in-one app for the pop culture giants, digital comics, original live-action series, and films. In a recent interview with ICV2 from San Diego Comic-Con earlier this summer, DC publisher and chief creative officer Jim Lee talked how the DC Universe service will fare against the long-awaited announcement from Warner Media's HBO Max. Um, so basically just said that like, it's still going to be separate. Didn't they give details of HBO Max, though? Let me see. I thought I saw I've that. never heard of that. Who was getting HBO Max? Yeah, Reese? like... Not well, you, not me. I don't even have HBO right now. HBO was like what sixteen dollars a month. This is crazy, like, or maybe more than that. Um, I can watch John Oliver uh, on on a Fire Stick. So, like, how much is HBO Max going to be? <laughs> Who's paying that much? Like, what is going to be on there? I understand they have a lot of like old shows that. People might want to watch, you know, they got the Sex in the City and um, Sopranos and all that. But, yeah, there's not a whole lot of new stuff on HBO that is hot right now. So so HBO Max arrives in spring of 2020, and it's going to be the exclusive online home for the Puckish Time Lord in all 11 seasons of Doctor Who. So Doctor Who's going to move to that. So they're going to get a lot of people signed up because Doctor Who's really popular, even though I don't watch it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, they're going to have original content on there. Um, HBO Max will have 10,000 hours of content at launch, including every episode of Friends, which is a big deal. Because a lot of people watch Netflix for that show. Yeah, they got As they well got as sad. the entire runs of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Pretty Little Liars. Um, the service will also be exclusive streaming source for all new Warner Brothers dramas produced for the CW Network, beginning with the fall of 2019. Uh, although they haven't officially announced as part of the service, a full slate of the HBO original series, including Veep, Larry Sanders Show, and upcoming projects from J.J. Abrams and Joss Whedon, the name of few, are expected to be available. So, I don't know. I don't know if DC is going to be on there or not, but I'm a comic book nerd, so if DC's on there, I probably will get it. <coughs> I think they said it's going to be like $17, though. That's crazy. I think that's I heard that somewhere. What? More than Disney Plus. That's more than everybody. Yeah, that's a lot. But that's just a rumor. So we don't know that to be fact, but that's what I heard. What's good? Disney Plus is going to be $17? Mike, are you even paying attention to the show? No, we already have a price for Disney. HBO Max. Oh, I'm not getting HBO Max. 
Yes, I feel like Mike just didn't pay attention to the whole. Section. Yeah, he he's not paying attention at all. I forget who said it, but somebody on Twitter said they is um. What was the tweet? They said, I can't wait until all of these uh, companies figure out how difficult it is to be Netflix. And then they go, they just go back to uh, selling their shit to Netflix. So we don't have to <laughs> have everybody have all these streaming services. Because this is like not sustainable. Um, well, it's not sustainable unless they think that cable is going to die. Yeah, but. People so it was cord cutting a few years ago. Like everybody was like, "Okay, cut the cord," um, because cable was too much. But now everybody has these streaming services. Um, but the cable companies are fucking you up because if you get your internet through there, mm-hmm. um, they like the internet is really high. So then they tell you get a bundle because the bundle would be cheaper. Um, so you have to get like TV and internet for that shit to be cheap. Uh, so you're basically not getting a discount. Like if you don't get the bundle, if you just get the internet, like my internet by itself is like $80, um, $80 a month. So if I decide to get a few of these streaming services, I might, I could just have, cable. I could like get well, the, cable. The key to the streaming services is the original content, right? So like people yeah. get CBS All Access so they can watch those Star Trek shit. And the the um in the Twilight Zone in the Twilight Zone, and they're going to have the Captain Picard series. So, like, if you have good original content, it can work. But so, like, people get DC Universe to watch. I guess some people watch Titans, but to watch Young Justice, to watch uh, uh, Doom Patrol, which was actually really good. Um, but that's even going to be hard to sustain. Disney Plus, I think, will be fine just because. Yeah, and Disney owns part of Hulu and all that yeah. shit, too. So I think that'll be fine, but I think Reese is right. These other ones are going to realize, like, it's not like, the same. I don't know how HBO is going to sustain uh, what they want to do because they're the whole well, they're point. Banking they on have Game of Thrones. Well, they're, yeah. well, they're banking yeah. on Friends. Friends was one of the highest. Friends in the office were, like, the two biggest things on Netflix. Yeah, but that's like I watched Friends in the office on Netflix. Um, but that's the type of shit that you watch. It's like, okay, I'll I'll watch a few episodes of Friends and you watch it, you know, for however many hours you watch it. But that's not I'm not paying for Netflix just so I can watch Friends. Like it's other shit oh, on yeah, there. But you don't pay for Disney. Yeah. So watch, you let your kids watch the same movie they watch over and over and over and over again. So like they good. Disney good because yeah. that's just sustainable. But yeah. I don't know how are people ordering? Are people like going to sign up for HBO Plus or whatever it's called um, for Friends? Like just so you can watch reruns of Friends? Really? I mean, maybe they will. I like Friends. That shit still come on fucking TBS and shit. So yeah. why the fuck would I do that? Unless they're going to take it off a of TV. But you never know. Like, people, and they're spending, like, if you watch Star Trek Discovery, like, it's the best-looking thing you've ever seen. You know they're spending millions of dollars an episode for that. So they got to get that return. They have to. And Star Trek, CBS All Access is, like, four ninety nine a month. Like, it's not even that much money. But, so you, like, it's, I don't even know how that business model works. They yeah. have ads, but I'm just like. Oh, okay. The ad-free version is only, like, seven ninety nine or something like that. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, how many re- how many subscribers do you have to do to support this? So it, it's interesting. But everyone seems to be going that way, so we'll see. 
Um, speaking of, we've been talking a lot of, uh, of the industry today. Um, did you hear about the Viacom CBS merger? Yeah, I just read that today. I saw the headline. I didn't read it. That's a big fucking deal. On August 13th, CBS uh, and Viacom said deal. that they plan to recombine to create a company valued at about $31 billion. Not exactly in the league of AT&T Warner Media, which is $255 billion, or Netflix $137 billion. If the deal closes the new entity dubbed Viacom CBS would aim to do battle not only with those much larger conglomerates, but also with tech giants like Google and Apple. What the hell are they trying to do? Three companies, See, man. This is all with the Trump shit, though, because like if, if Elizabeth Warren gets selected... A lot, and if we bring all that shit, if, yeah, the, if the Democrats shit. can win the Senate and Elizabeth Warren gets elected, a lot of this shit's getting broken up. Disney, well, even Disney, it's too late Disney, for Disney. Yeah, Disney got to see it. Listen, man, this shit, like I, like me, I'm pro the Disney thing because I, I'm selfish. I want to see X Men shit, but like, yeah. the the idea of having a, a monopolized entertainment or just like. Television and entertainment company, media is, company. It's just, it's like, just media. like every yeah, media yeah. is within like it's an oligarchy. It's like six companies own everything, mm-hmm. and that's not good. It's not a good thing. So, I don't know. No, I don't mind it. Yeah, because you don't understand. But once you get older, <laughs> right, like you start reading, books. you'll understand. I read. No, <laughs> you don't read. read comic books. I'm smart. <laughs> you get older, Mike. You understand, but I yeah. give you a pass because you're still young. Yeah, because like on, on some real shit, like the Sprint T-Mobile uh, merger, like they still haven't got through yet. It still hasn't gone through because like that would make it like three phone companies. I feel like Verizon, years ago. I feel Look, like I've been waiting for I've been waiting for my fire ass service from Sprint for a minute now, and it, and like the thing about it is Sprint bought T-Mobile, but they're letting T-Mobile's name. Stay on. I'm I'm confused about that, um, but yeah, I'm supposed to get some fire ass service. I'm supposed to get you know that G uh, G five and shit, and then uh, we still ain't got it. Come on over to AT and T. No, I can't do that, homie. That bill is <laughs> way too hot. We got five G over here. I mean, I wait. Look, see, she riding in the luxury lane. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me. Do you remember when? <laughs> do you remember when Kramer was like, <laughs> you should have first class highways. And so he took like black paint and made the highways wider. And so you feel like you're riding in first class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that show is so That's good. That's so man. good. It's people so good. This, like, and it aged say, well, too. It aged well. A lot of, like a lot of black people I know watch it, but like a lot of black people in general go, like, That's some white shit. Listen, Seinfeld is the GOAT. That shit is the best. That's one of the funniest things ever. Because it's life shit. It's not even. It's not white or black. Shit. It's life shit. Like, I mean, it is a lot of white shit. I mean, it's some white shit, but it's a lot it's of white, white shit. shit but, but it's hilarious. White shit. Um. All right. So. Uh, all right. I guess we'll take a. We've been every time we take a turn for some uh, serious topic or another. <clears throat> so there's this article that came out recently about how YouTube radicalized Brazil. And so, what? what's happening in Brazil? That they've been radicalized. Go so ahead. They're I'm sorry. having a, Fuck they're that, having damn. a far right like uprising. Oh, in with the, the guy. Okay, yeah. Okay, this was on uh, last week tonight. Okay. So uh, when Matthew Dominguez was 16, YouTube recommended a video that changed his life. He was in a band, and 
Nitori, forgive me if I pronounced that wrong, a beach ring city, uh, ring city in Brazil and, and practice guitar by watching tutorials online. YouTube had recently installed a powerful new artificial intelligence system that learned from user behavior and paired videos with recommendations for others. One day, it directed him to an amateur guitar teacher named Nando Mora, who had gained a wide following by posting videos about heavy metal, video games, and most of all, politics. In colorful and paranoid far-right rants, Mr. Moore accused feminist teachers and mainstream politicians of waging vast conspiracies. Mr. Dominguez was hooked. As his time on the site grew, YouTube recommended videos from other far-right figures. One was a lawmaker named Jair Bolsonaro, then a marginal figure in national politics, but a star in YouTube's far-right community in Brazil, where the platform has become more widely watched than all but one TV channel. Last year, he became President Bolsonaro. Think about that. Mm-hmm. YouTube became mm-hmm. the social media platform of the Brazilian right, said Mr. Dominguez, now a lanky 17-year-old who says he, too, plans to seek political office. Members of the nation's newly empowered far right, from grassroots organizers to federal lawmakers, say their movement would not have risen so fast, so far so fast without YouTube's recommendation engine. New research has found they may be correct. YouTube's search and recommendation systems appear to have systematically diverted users to far-right and conspiracy channels in Brazil. People have been saying this for a long fucking time, that YouTube's algorithm is racist as shit, and it creates these things that basically just whips up these white kids into this fury and gets them right down the path of joining the alt-right. And it's not just here in America, apparently. A New York Times investigation in Brazil found that time and time again, videos promoted by the site have upended central elements of daily life. Teachers describe classrooms made unruly by students who quote from YouTube's conspiracy videos or who encouraged by white right-wing YouTube stars secretly record their instructions. Some parents look to Dr. YouTube for health advice but get dangerous misinformation instead, hampering the nation's efforts to fight diseases like Zika. Viral videos have incited death threats against public health advocates. And in politics, a wave of right-wing YouTube stars ran for office alongside Mr. Bolsonaro, some winning by historic margins. Most still use the platform governing the, fourth, the world's fourth largest democracy through internet, home trolling, and provocation. YouTube's recommendation system is engineered to maximize watch time, among other factors. The company says, but not to favor any political ideology. Sure. Uh, the system suggests what to watch next, often playing the videos automatically in a never-ending quest to keep us glued to our screens. Think about that, bro. Like, if you click on, like, if you're, like, one of those people and you click on, like, this Alex Jones shit, and then you go from Alex Jones to, like, more Alex Jones to, like, Richard Spencer to, and it's just, like, this never-ending thing of, like, Mexicans are bad, they're invading us. Muslims are bad, they're invading us. These black people are stealing everything. Just over and over and over and over and over again. No, it's women fucking suck. Yeah, women suck. Hate men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because that is what they really like can rally around. Yeah, the incels. Start the incels there. are big on YouTube. Yeah, and then it like just uh, goes out to everything else too. Like we hate everybody else. And it's crazy because it's not just white kids. Like you got fucking Asian people who are like white supremacists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Blows my fucking mind. It, like in everything it's crazy because just like yesterday on Twitter, you had people putting out like warnings, like don't uh, give your kids bleach. Don't um, make your kids drink bleach because that is a, uh, 
apparently somebody was out here saying that if you uh if you uh give your kids bleach that it will stop them from having like some disease or something like that and they were like actual warnings telling people like hey this is like fake science don't give your kids bleach it'll fucking kill you it's crazy yeah. and YouTube <sighs> can fix this like they can fix this algorithm or they could just ban this shit from their platform ban people i don't get it like ban them um, but then they sp- start talking about freedom of speech, and it's like, nigga, you're not the government. <laughs> like, you can do whatever the fuck you're you want. The you own it. Exactly. But uh, this doesn't suggest what to watch. Uh, but the emotions that draw people in, like fear, doubt, and anger, uh, are often central features of conspiracy theories, and in particular, experts say of the right wing extremism. As the system suggests, more provocative videos to keep users watching. Yes, that's the algorithm. The, every video you click is more is going to get worse. It's like you start off with like this, uh, you know, it's kind of fucked up, but, you know, they're reasonable. And then you end up with the crazies. Yeah. But it's all presented on the same level because YouTube is all the same platform. So it all seems equal in reasonableness to someone who's not thinking and they fall down those paths. Yeah, I don't know how some of this shit I get recommended. Like, I get recommended. Um, I watch something about like Captain Marvel, and then all of a sudden, I get all of these recommendations for like uh, Brie Larson is a bitch. You know, like fuck Brie Larson, fuck Captain Marvel. Like, it's crazy. Like, so it's like really easy to get there. Like, even if you're watching something positive, it's easy to get to like like a quick jump to Bro, those. I na- saw something with Megan. The St- I was watching Megan The Stallion on YouTube. And then the next, uh, one of the suggestions was like, breaking news, Megan Stallion is a man. Here's the proof. Yeah. And I'm just like. But you can watch positive stuff and get, like, automatically get recommendations for something negative. Mm-hmm. Um, conspiracy shit. I don't really be on YouTube that much, but yeah. Uh, all my recommendations be like uh, John Oliver shit. Like, last week tonight, and I get some, sometimes I get real time stuff. Um, so, but yeah, that's, that is crazy that it's always negative. Yeah, I didn't actually, I didn't know any of that. Never heard of that before. Yes, this has been a thing that, like, people have been talking about for a while, but yeah, as the system suggests more provocative videos to keep users watching, it can direct them toward extreme content they might otherwise never find. And and it's designed to lead users to new topics to pique new interests, a boon for channels like Mr. Moore's that use pop culture as a gateway to far-right ideas. That's what uh, Reese was just talking about. The system now drives 70% of total time on the platform. The company says a viewership skyrockets globally. YouTube is bringing in over $1 billion a month, some analysts believe. This is why they don't want to stop. It's creating engagement. The yeah, thing with. No, go ahead, Reese. No, I'm just saying it's the same thing with Twitter. It's why Twitter won't. Um... You know why uh, those far right people never get suspended, never get kicked off because the engagement that they bring. Yeah, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but I'm going to keep reading a little bit more. Um, uh, Company representative disputes the studies, methodologies, and said that the platform system do not privilege any one viewpoint. Fuck out of here. Of course you say that. Um, Maurice Martinez, the local vice president of Mr. Bell's party, and Nitero credited most of the party's recruitment to YouTube. So he's saying... We got to be president because of fucking YouTube. Like, he's saying that. He was killing time on the site one day, he recalled, when the platform showed him a video by a far right-wing blogger. He watched out of curiosity. It showed him another and then another. Before that, I didn't have an ideology political background, Mr. Martin said. YouTube's auto-plan recommendations, he declared, were my political education. 
it was like that with everyone. The platform's political influence is increasingly felt in Brazilian schools. Sometimes I'm watching videos about a game, and all of a sudden, it's a Bolsonaro video, said Inzaghi D, a 17-year-old high schooler. More and more, his fellow students are making extremist claims, often citing as evidence YouTube stars like Mr. Morrow, the guitarist turned conspiracist. It's the main source that kids have to get information. Few illustrate YouTube's influence better than Carlos Jordi. Muscle-bound and heavily tattooed, his left and bears... His left hand bears a flaming skull with diamond eyes. He joined the city council in 2017 with few prospects of rising through traditional politics. So Mr. Jordy took inspiration from bloggers like Mr. Mora and his political mentor, Mr. Bolsonaro, turned his focus to YouTube. He posted videos accusing local teachers of conspiring to indoctrinate students into communism. The videos won him a national audience, he said, and propelled his stunning rise only two years later to federal legislator. This dude was nothing. This is this is scary as shit. This is some scary shit. Mm. If social media didn't exist, I wouldn't be here. Is what Jair Bolsonaro would. Uh, he said Jair Bolsonaro wouldn't be president. Uh, a few hundred miles away from the Terry, a team of researchers led by Vergoli Almedia at the Federal University of uh, Minas, hunched over computers trying to understand how YouTube shapes its user reality. The team analyzed transcripts from thousands of videos as well as the comments beneath them. Right-wing channels in Brazil, they found, had seen their audience expand far faster than others did and seemed to be tilting the site's overall political content. In the months after YouTube changed its algorithm, positive mentions of Mr. Bolsonaro ballooned. So did mentions of conspiracy theories that he had floated. This begun as polls still showed him to be deeply unpopular, suggesting that the platform was doing more than merely reflecting political trends. So at the time where he wasn't popular, YouTube was like, like put, pushing his videos out more in the algorithm and like positive videos of people talking good about this fucking crazy person. Um... Yeah, Mike. What do you think? What do you think about this? I mean, it's not wrong. I don't think. I, I never heard of. I didn't know about any of this Brazil stuff. Uh, but we've talked about the like some of the Twitter stuff on here before, and I mean, it's pretty. You know, I mean, the evidence is the fact that they're all still here. So, I mean, obviously, it's a thing. It's not. I don't. I think. Mean, I think mean, the Brazil stuff kind of blows my mind because I've never. I never even knew that was a thing, but. Oh, here you go, Reese. Dr. YouTube. The conspiracies were not limited to politics. Many Brazilians searching YouTube for healthcare information found, first of all, that tells you, like, how do we live in a society where people feel like they need to go to YouTube for healthcare? Like, what's going on? Uh. But searching YouTube for healthcare information found videos that terrified them. Some said Zika was being spread by vaccines or by the insecticides meant to curb the spread of mosquito-borne disease that have ravaged northeastern Brazil. The videos appeared to rise on the platform in much the same way as extremist political content by making alarming claims and promising forbidden truths that kept users glued to their screens. We saw that. If you you listen to the last podcast on the left when they do the podcast on the flat earth, like, you see this, how it happened here with that. Doctors, social workers, and former government officials said the videos had created the foundation of a public health crisis and frightened patients refused vaccines and even anti-Zika insecticides. So you got the Zika virus running around, and these people go, I saw on YouTube that this shit's going to fuck me up more than the Zika. Fuck you. 
I don't want your vaccine. That is, that's some, that is like, the, I mean, we see that here with the people like, that's why I said like Marianne Williamson is like, people are like, oh, look, she was representing. I'm like, yeah, but she's also an anti-vaxxer. Like mm-hmm. she needs to be off that stage. She shouldn't be up there. She's dangerous as fuck. Uh, the consequences have been pro- uh, pronounced in poor communities like Maceo, a city of Brazil's northeast that was among the hardest hit by Zika. Fake news is a virtual war, says Flavio Santana, a pediatric neurologist based in Maceo. We have it coming from every direction. When Zika first spread in 2015, health workers distributed uh, larvicides that killed the mosquitoes that spread the disease. Not long after YouTube installed its new recommendation engine, Dr. Santana's patients began telling him that they'd seen videos blaming Zika on vaccines and later on larvicides. Many received, refused both. This is insane. Like, YouTube can fix this shit. This is what I don't understand. This is what, like, what I, when we always talk about AI, and I'm not going down that road on here, Mike, but this is what we always talk about. It's, it's only it's going to be as good as the people who design it. And you can say, well, we're going to learn, we're going to learn, but people don't learn. This has been happening for years. YouTube knows this. They don't care because at the end of the day, it's the money. And this creates engagement and people get on their site and it, it drives ads and it drives all these other things. And it's fucked up. And I'll read this last thing. And this is the last part Reese was talking about. As the far right rose, many of his leading voices had learned to weaponize the conspiracy videos, offering their vast audiences a target, people to blame. Eventually, the YouTube conspiracists turned their spotlight on Deborah Dinetz, a women's rights activist whose abortion advocacy had long made her a target of the far right. What a surprise. Bernardo Custer, a YouTube star whose homemade rants had won him over 750,000 YouTube subscribers, an endorsement from Mr. Bolsonaro, accused her of involvement in the supposed Zika plots. So they, they, this person who has 750,000 subscribers and endorsed from the president is accusing this woman, because she's a women's rights activist, of spreading Zika. The very people working to help familiarize affected by Zika, the videos implied, were behind the disease. Backed by the shadowy foreigners, their goal was to abolish Brazil's abortion ban or even make abortion mandatory. As far-right conspiracy channels... What does that even mean, abortion mandatory? Like, what does that even mean? As far-right conspiracy channels begin citing one another, YouTube's recommendation system learned to string their videos together. However implausible any individual rumor might be on its own, joined together, they created the impression that dozens of disparate sources were revealing the same terrifying truths. It feels like the connection is made by the viewers, but the connection is made by the system, Ms. Dines said. Threats of rape and torture filled Ms. Dines' phone and email, some cited her daily routine. Many echoed claims from Mr. Cusick's video, she said. Mr. Cusick gleefully mentioned, though never explicitly endorsed the threats that kept him just within YouTube's rules. So then you can go on YouTube and say, ha, these people are talking about raping you. I don't endorse it, but isn't that funny? Fuck this. Fuck YouTube, man. This fucked up. I didn't want to get too serious, but I had to talk about that. That was fucked up. Um, all right. So some a little more fucked up shit, but on a good note. Uh, Reese, Devin, have you heard about Jason Momoa's protests? Yeah. Devin, have you heard of it? Oh, you might be on mute. Yeah, he's on mute. Mike, have you heard of his protests? For the ocean? No, he's not protesting the ocean. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. 
What the fuck are you talking about, Mike? He is a big environmentalist, and he's been doing a whole bunch of work with the ocean. Get out of here. And trying to get it. Yeah, 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 I swear. No. Follow him on Instagram. He's doing a protest for them building this big-ass telescope in Hawaii. Um, on this, I think it's like, on, isn't it on like sacred land or something like that? Oh, you know what? I did hear about this because Dwayne Johnson was talking about it too. I was wondering what he was talking about. That must have been it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a, he did like a mini documentary on Facebook. Dwayne Johnson did about this, uh, about the sacred land, but I didn't know why. I was like, all right, it's cool. I don't know why you're talking. Now I know why. It makes sense. So, yeah. So the Ezra Miller, uh, backed him up, which is dope. And he was like, yeah, I support Jason on this. Like, uh, that telescope shouldn't be constructed there. It's fucked up. So, again, humans don't give a goddamn about our environment. So, that we just, you know. The fact that Michael kept saying Dwayne Johnson was killing me, yo. I was on mute, but that shit was killing me. He is the rock, Michael. He will never be Dwayne Johnson. He's the rock. (laughs) That's the age difference right there. That shit was killing me. Um, My bad. All right, so let's get to more some more lighthearted news before we get out of here. Uh, Idris Elba isn't convinced Thanos fully killed him, doll. <laughs> I bet he's not. Yeah, well, everybody trying to get back into those movies. Of course, he wants uh, to get back to those movies. <laughs> Bank. He, uh, he's just trying to get a Thor movie. That's all he's trying to do. He don't even give a fuck about the Avengers shit. Ben Kingsley um, <laughs> thinks that he could still be the Mandarin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Everybody has some fan fiction about how their character might still be alive. Yeah, dog, you're dead, Heimdall. I'm sorry. He's trying to be in that Love and Thunder, though. I would like to see him with Jane Foster Thor. So that yeah, would be I would dope. Like Heimdall finally get to like do something, do yeah. more. In the comic books, he does a lot of shit. So that would be cool. Um, huh. uh, Noah Hawley's Doctor Doom movie is dead. Huh. Who who actually thought that was going to happen? Think, that was. A I fun. mean, was it was it still? It was supposed to be a Marvel release or a fucking Fox release. He he said, "Oh, I talked to Kevin Feige, and uh, it might you know he was listening <laughs> to me." And I'm like, mm. "Yeah, he was being nice." Yeah, he was being nice, buddy. He was like, "Yeah, you know, that's a it's a good idea, buddy." And here's the thing: Noah's not bad. Like he's um he's the dude that did Legion. And Legion's good. It's good. And I need to watch the last season of Legion, so. It's so fucking hard to follow, though. Goddamn, you got to watch every episode twice. That shit kills me. <laughs> did you ever <laughs> watch Legion? Did you get into Legion, uh, Reese? No. It's so I, weird. I, I, watched, I tried to watch the first episode, and I could never get into it. And then it was just, it felt like, you know, two seasons had passed, so. So, yeah, Dr. Doom is, you know, Dr. Doom is my guy. Oh. That movie's not coming out anytime soon. And Marvel's not going to... Actually, it'd be interesting to see. That'd be a great question to ask Kevin Feige if he ever plans to do a villain movie. Because that is... I mean, I guess... I mean, technically, Avengers Infinity War was a villain villain movie. Like, that is Thanos' movie. But, like, an actual title character uh, villain movie. Like, DC's doing the Joker. They they did Suicide Squad. Like, when they do... Oh, are you... that's, That's a good question. Are you excited about Joker, Reese? No, not once they start. They keep talking about it, and I get less excited about it the more they keep talking about what's going to happen, uh, what that movie's going to be about. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who, because who was the guy directing it? The guy, whoever the director oh, is. Oh, yeah, he talk, we had talked about this on the show. He just keeps fucking saying more and more shit. We're going to do this yeah. differently. 
We're not yeah, gonna poker. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically I wanted to make a um a serial killer movie and the only way they would let me do it is if I put, you know, somebody some the the people know into it. So there you you got the Joker. You got your Joker serial killer movie or the making of a serial killer. Whatever it's gonna be. I'm gonna go see it though. Yeah, I'm gonna go see it. <laughs> but it'll probably be good, but I know I'm not gonna come out of it like energized. I'll probably be like, Yeah, that was a good film, but <laughs> I started out kind of excited about that movie when I first saw the trailer. Yeah, because it looked different. Uh, yeah, it looked really good. Different. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and Joaquin Phoenix is a fucking genius when, when he's not fucking being Joaquin Phoenix uh, in real life and just being weird. Well, um, yeah, the act is not going to be the problem at all. Um, uh, so Grant Morrison is back to being Grant Morrison. So... I've been talking about him a lot on the show, and I've been trying to tell Devin and Mike about Grant Morrison and how he's a crazy person and how his whole thing is to deconstruct your characters. Anything that your character was, when Grant Morrison gets your character, he is going to be the opposite, completely broken down and deconstructed by the time the next author, a writer takes over your character. Uh, DC replacing Green Lantern comic with Black Stars. Hal Jordan is switching teams in November. DC's current comic book series, The Green Lantern, comes to conclusion in October. And according to the publisher, The Green Lantern Corps, as a concept, will finish along with it. The following month, a new series will launch, introducing its replacement, the sinister cult known as the Black Stars. The three-part Green Lantern Black Stars. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So, you, you mean, is, is it, I don't know, the Black Rings or- or are we talking about black people? I'm I'm a little I'm about confused. To tell you, they're not there yet. Okay. The three part okay. Green Lantern Black Stars will see the Green Lantern creative team of Grant Morrison and Liam Sharp continuing their association with Hal Jordan as the former Green Lantern signs up for duty as the newest member of what Morrison calls a sinister cult of universal peace and harmony, involving surrender, uh, involving surrender to the will of the insidious and or possibly illuminated controller Mew. That sounds like a Grant Morrison plot. So wait, they're getting rid of like Green Lantern altogether? Like there won't be any Green hey, Lantern? Or... Are you caught up on Justice League, anybody? No, this not caught up on Justice League. Come in, Mike. Let us know. You want me to tell you? Yeah, tell us. Jessica Cruz is dead. What? Dark Side killed her. And everyone's mad because they felt like it should have been Simon. I kind of agree. But oh, Jessica, Jessica Cruz is is dead. She was just murdered by Darkseid, like like a, like the most recent one of the most recent episode issues. I mean, I need to catch up on. So I don't know if this is related to the Green Lantern or whatever's going on, but or what they're doing with the Green Lantern. But she's dead now. Probably will come back. I'm sure, as they all do. But yeah, I need to know. catch up. All right, Sharp will only be providing cover art for Black Stars. As to what happens to how to Jordan's old team, DC is pointing towards October 12th issue of the Green Lantern for answers while teasing that by the time Green Lantern Black Stars launches, it won't just be that the Green Lantern Corps no longer exists. The Corps will never have existed in history. In a statement regarding the series, Morrison offers another hint about what's going on. Hal Jordan is the kind of man who will excel in any situation, so naturally he's an elite Black Star in this altered continuity, he said in reference to the hero's new life. This is Grant Morrison. Like, this is what he does. You go read that Grant Morrison Batman run. It's the most different Batman you've ever read. It, like, it's, but is it different in a good way or bad way? No, like, it's good. I mean, Grant Morrison's great. He's just insane. He's like, 
he's like perpetually on acid. Like he's an <laughs> insane man. And so he has these crazy ideas. And if you are someone who's a traditionalist, you will not like Grant Morrison. If you give Grant Morrison a chance, like you go read Grant Morrison's X-Men, it is very interesting. It is very, very, very interesting. Uh, Mike, you got anything for us? Not this week. Come on, Mike. You're supposed to have something. I know. I usually do, but I can't. I mean, it's, I just told you Jessica Cruz is dead. That's pretty big. He, he uh, did drop that bomb. He dropped the bomb. Are you caught up for anything else? No, I'm behind. I'm going uh, next week to pick up my books. I pick them up like once a month. So I'm Have like, you read House of X? No, but it's waiting for me. I haven't been there you since it came out. It. It's good. I have it. I have it. I'm going to read it. I am going to read it the first day. I go pick it up next week. Devin, I've been avoiding you, spoilers. Are you all caught up on One Punch Man? Hold on. What are you, what are you talking about? Are you all caught up on One Punch Man? They've been Man? on break forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, don't do not do that to me because I was like, nah, it, I've been caught up. They haven't. I think the season ended. It's already ended. Season, season two is already over. So I just saw a theory, and it says, and I don't know what any of this means, but you probably can tell me. It says, could Blast's identity be connected to the source of Satima's power? Oh, Satima is the, I want to say the green thing. No, Satima is Oh, you're talking yeah. about that. He's one punch man, my Sa- bad. Yeah, Sa- how you Sa- say it? Yeah. Saitama. Yeah, Saitama, yeah. I was like, I was like, hold on. Is that Who's the bitch with the green hair? Uh, Blast is going to be the new uh, bad. He he really hasn't shown himself yet. Not the, because that's not. Oh, Blast? Hold on. Is Blast not Boom? Because Boom is one of the Oh, no, yeah. Older... The, 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 the enigmatic Blast has yet to appear in One Punch Man. Yeah. It's only ever whispered about and hushed on ominous, ominous tones. Yeah, he's a big, he's a bad. I was about to say, like, I was like, I'm trying to think, like, because there's a boom and there's a bang, and they're uh, the current villains, uh, like, mentors and shit. So, like, yeah. That's why I was like, oh, who the fuck is that? Side of my, yeah. But, yeah, you got to say one punch, man, because I'd be like, what the fuck is that nigga name? Because everybody shits on that nigga. Like, the only nigga that calls him side of my is the fucking robot, cyborg. What do they Demon call him? cyborg. Nothing. <laughs> they don't know his name. Nobody fucking knows his name. <laughs> the only time you know his name is like when somebody's super impressed about how fucking strong he is, and they're like, "Tell me your name." Saitama, and they say Saitama. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you all caught up everybody on fucking one man, um, Reese? No. No. Y'all just gotta y'all gotta bear down and read these goddamn subtitles. I know y'all can do it. All right. So this came out today. This will be the last article. This is just for Reese because. And this is to plug Reese and Stephanie doing a show on this. So, Screen Rant, for what it's worth, ranked the 10 best episodes of Daria. Did you see this, Reese? No, I haven't. Okay, so their number 10 is See Jane Run. Um, See Jane Run. See Jane Run. See Jane Run is proof that I think Daria... That's when she went to Tom's house or some shit? No, it looks like she has a track thing on like Jane is uh, in track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Jane uh, start, yeah, when she well, she starts running. Um, but I forget what that what that episode is about. It says like, in this remind, episode, Jane, in an attempt to prove to her PE teacher that her family isn't a bunch of slackers, joins the track team. She uh, quickly becomes yeah. a star oh, okay, runner okay. and increasingly absent from Daria's life while spending more time with a cute guy from the team. Tom, yeah, okay, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. All right, so there's that one. Okay. 
Uh, how about through a lens darkly? Throughout the series, Daria wrestles with the idea that intelligence and death are valued less than appearance and popularity. Daria has one has one in the struggles with the other. Therefore, she places greater value on the former. This episode represents the dilemma by presenting Daria with the option to ditch her glasses in favor of contact lenses. Okay, yeah. Would you like that one? Yeah, it's a good episode. Okay. Road Warrior. Warrior. No 90s high school experience would be complete without a crush on your best friend's grungy older brother. Daria yeah. was no different. In this episode, we start to explore the relationship between Trent. Daria and Mystic. Spirals. Front <laughs> Trent. Daria and Jane join Trent and his bandmates on the road to a music festival called Alternapalooza. 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 And they, they don't. Did you like that one? So that's in the first season. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, it's a good episode, but that's a, a season one episode. Okay. Right Where It Hurts. Season two's finales. Right Where It Hurts involves Daria having to write a story for her English class using people she knows as characters. This show sounds so deep. It is. It's good. It's good as shit. Like, like, so like it, it aged well. It really did age well. Oh, I thought this was a current show. It's a great, <laughs> it's a great chance to cast... <laughs> to supporting players in a number of literacy scenarios and culminates in Daria writing a rather affectionate idea of what the future might look like for her family, promoting her mother, Helen, to cry tears of joy. Um, it's number six, Pierce Me. While, oh, that shit was good. That was a good one. While Road Warrior introduced Daria's crush on Trent, Pierce Me expands their relationship and explores Daria's loss of self in the presence of her crush. Trent asks Daria to help buy a present for Jane, which leads her to inadvertently getting a navel piercing because Trent thought really it would be good. And then got infected. It's good shit. That's good. That's a good episode. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Um, Reese seems too excited about these. Yeah. I, I mean, I like some of these episodes. I just, right. I'm, I'm not big on lists, but yeah, I feel you. Right, I can never, um, we'll get to the top five. Reese, let me know. I'm trying. Like, I'm trying to I jump like, on it. I like to to see other people's list, but I can never. Make I can never. Do okay, number five. Die, die, my darling. Yeah. For oh, the, this is a good episode. For the most part, Daria was your usual episodic cartoon with a little overlap between episodes. Die, die, my darling goes full on through line when Daria winds up kissing Jane's boyfriend. Yeah. This episode makes the list for serious dramatic nature compared to the show's usually upbeat comedic tone. And also for its exploration of female friendship. Yeah, this Shit is good. And that, that goes good. like into the movie. That goes into um Is It Fall Yet? Uh, oh yeah, okay, okay. I'm yeah, that's what leads into Is It Fall? Wait, no, is it fall? Yeah, is it fall yet? Um because yeah. Daria kisses her best friend's boyfriend and then ends up dating her best Dang friend. Him. Yeah, it shit was, uh, man, that shit was good. Again, this shit show. holds up really good. It still holds up really well, other than, like, the time stamping of, like, Clueless is, like, for, like, fucking Quinn. She's, like, uh, fucking the girl, Alicia Silverstone on Clueless, but um, Jody is fucking fantastic. You could see a black, a black family thriving, which you didn't see it at that time. Which we now see more on TV, um, the the whole goth thing, and then more kids being introspective because um, Jane isn't really goth; she's just different off the beaten path. Um, and you get to see with Daria's lens of how all these people 
are dealing with the different issues. And again, it's it's it holds up really well because it's high school. All right, number four, Lane Miserables. In this episode, the audience is given a closer look into Jane and Trent's family. When their siblings all return from various adventures around the world, Jane and Trent are focused to go stay. Yeah, they stay with, with the Morgan Dorfers. Morgan Dorfers. It's Lane Miserable, oh. like Lane Miserable. Oh, Lane Miserable. Okay. Did you like that one? Yeah, that's a good episode. Oh. They they move in and like Trent and Jane are like the the favorite children. It's fun. It's a it's a fun episode. Number three, the Misery Chick. Season one's finale, The Misery Chick really explores the show's thesis and explains the driving ethos behind Daria's approach to life. When a star footballer returns to the school to unveil a new goalpost, which has been erected in his honor, tragedy strikes and he is killed when the goalpost ironically falls on him. The school goes into crisis mode with many students coming to Daria for help with their grief because she's, you know, the misery chick. Misery chick, yeah. It's so funny because he's a dick. He's like a, a, an asshole um, former player. Uh, he comes back and Daria has like a run-in with him <clears throat> and she tells him that he's a dick. He's an asshole. And then he dies. Like 10 minutes later, he dies. And... Yeah, and she's stuck, like, she's stuck being, um, like, comforting people because they think that she's sad. They think that she's, you know, she's the miserable chick, so they want to know how she deals with it so they can all deal with his death. Um, And then Jane stops talking to her because Daria is being, like, an asshole about things. And, yeah, that's a good episode. All right, number two, almost done, Arts and Crass. In Arts and Crafts, Daria and Jane team up to make a poster for a competition, which is then edited by her teachers to make it less shocking and more appealing to high school audience. They then team up to vandalize their own art. When they get in trouble for their misdemeanor, Daria's mother comes to their rescue. Yeah, that's one of the times um, her mom steps up and like take, like has her back. <clears throat> All right. What do you think the number one episode is, Reese? On this list. The number one episode. Um, what is it? Is it Boxing Daria? Yes. How'd you know that? Okay. <laughs> okay. Boxing Daria. Although a late entry in the series, Boxing Daria was crucial as it provided a resolution to Daria's relationship with her parents. When an empty refrigerator box is left in their backyard, Daria starts to have memories of a time in her childhood when she would play inside a similar box and remembers one night when her parents had an argument about her. This forces a conversation between Daria and her parents. While having a daughter like Daria might have been a unique challenge, her parents do accept, actually accept her for who she is. It's a valuable episode to show and a great piece of writing. So I guess that's a really like deep episode too. Yeah, and I believe that's, that's the series finale. That's um, like officially the last regular episode of the show. And then you go into, is it college yet? Um, so what I guess is a college out could be considered the finale, but that's the last episode of the show, uh, boxing Daria. <clears throat> so that actually maybe get me interested to watch this. Where can I watch Daria? You don't got to lie. You don't got to lie. I it's got- on Hulu though. No, I've been I watch- I'm going to watch it. It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. It wasn't oh, Hulu. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know. I have the box set. Oh, oh so you got the box out of that, but you can't get the Infinity Saga. I see what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I love Daria, but I wouldn't be paying, like, Infinity Saga money for that. Mm-hmm. That was, like, <laughs> on, um, on Amazon. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and only bought it because they have the movies on it, and you can't um, 
they don't have the movies when they stream it. Ah, you don't. You're right. All right, Reese. Before we get out of here, thank you for coming back on. We Thanks. love you on here. You're like the, one of our favorite people. I love her. You are the knowing all oracle of everything cinema media. <laughs> Please. So when are you going to get back to podcasting? Uh, hopefully this week. Yes. I'll be I'll be doing something. I'm going to call Stephanie and I'm going to see um, when we can do Daria. So do you? You just ideas? let me know. I'm trying to get on. I'm trying to get on a show. Watch Daria. Watch the second season of Daria, and you can come on, and we can talk about the second season of Daria. Yes, get get some testosterone in the building. Yeah, yeah, pumped. So, what right, are your we didn't ideas talk about coming up for the uh, show? What do you kind of things? Well, do you I don't do? have. I like literally just got my my microphone to work, so I didn't have any ideas. I was just like had my fingers crossed that I would be able to record. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. <laughs> right. uh, I don't know. I'm playing something over the weekend though. So see make what sure I, you go back and start re- re- listen to the old episodes of the Introverted Nerd Watches, all the Black Lightning episodes, all the Gifted episodes. Yeah. Oh my my heart break my heart. Okay. The good <sighs> all the Saved by the Bell episodes, and then she's That's gonna have much. some. That's Saved by the Bell shit. It's crazy. So thank you again, Reese Devin. What were you saying? Uh. We didn't talk about uh, the internet. I mean, uh, the wrestling comic book, but we'll do it. Oh shit! Yeah, we didn't talk about it. We'll just do a special episode on that. We'll do Copy. that like next week. We can because we can do it real quick. We can do it like one day this week. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we'll just do it. Yeah, we'll do it really quick. So, yeah. So we got these. We got these comic books. These. Um, I got emailed these comic books, um, the wrestling comic books, and to review on the show. Uh, so we're going to take a few minutes to check those out and review. Mike, you hey, got anything w- else? WWE doing comics now? Huh? WWE doing comics now? No. no it's like a, it's a, it's like a, uh, independent, it's the people who make the Rick and Morty comic, comic book. Ooh, I a, like the comic. They're doing a yeah, book about wrestling. It's good so far. It's, it's really good so far. It's, All they right. sent them to me in the email to review on the show. Cool. So Mike, anything else for you? Not for me. Mike and I are about to get into No Man's Sky World because I promised him I would play some No Man's Sky with him tonight. Uh, so that should be fun, and I will give a. We'll talk about it next week on the show if it's better than it was before. Or if Mike's been bullshitting me, so we'll see. <laughs> the Good Boys come out this week. Oh yeah, the Good Boys comes out this week. I still haven't posted our Hobbs and Shaw review, or did I? I don't remember. I but thought you did, but I yeah. have it somewhere. So. I got a, I got a, I got our SummerSlam thing, so I got to edit that shit and post it. So there'll be a lot of shit coming out. So thank you everyone for listening, Reese. Thank you again for coming on. Uh, we're gonna get you back on sooner. Uh, those two months is too long. It's got to be less than months in between. You're like, like so much fun. So uh, we also need to find a show to watch again. Like I don't even know what the hell we're gonna watch this fall. And fall season show. Up. Gotta look. Gotta check that. Uh, I gotta schedule. figure out what we're gonna watch this fall. So I'll keep in touch so we can. Pick we got to do an Agents of Shield recap. Oh yeah, we like... got to do an Agents of Shield recap. Mike, whenever Mike finishes and catches up, you, you caught up, Devin. I finished. I finished it. I oh, told yeah. you that it's the best shit. Oh god, thank you for reminding me how great that show is. Uh, Reese, you got to catch up someday to Agents of Shield. One it's day. Good shit, Reese. It's just really good shit, Reese. 
All right. We will talk to everyone later. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you get your podcast app. Leave us a five-star review. Make sure you subscribe to the Introverted Nerd Watches podcast in all those same locations. And please go leave Reese a review. It helps both of us out a lot. And we'll talk to you next week. Peace. Oops.